Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Well, most of you know who I am. My name is Andreas. I have just come back from a six weeks overseas trip with my wife. We have been in Cyprus ministering to the churches and pastors that we have a relationship with for many years now. And I was looking forward to the day that I would be with you and hopefully share some encouraging words with you. Amen? So, I want to start by saying that I know that due to recent developments within the fellowship, you have gone through a major shake-up, from which you still feel the effects of it. Am I right? But I want to encourage you this morning that it is only temporary. And what you've experienced with time and, of course, with prayer, I believe the fellowship will emerge far stronger than you have been. And there will be a greater measure of unity that has ever been in the fellowship. I really believe that. Knowing the Lord for as many years as I have walked with Him, I have observed that God often works in ways that are contrary to our own human reasoning or understanding. And when we approach the Lord or His Word, we need to approach Him in the way that is acceptable to Him, not with our natural mind or understanding, but with our spiritual understanding. How many of you know that there is natural understanding, but there is also spiritual understanding? God is a spirit. Everything about God is spiritual. For instance, the love of God is spiritual. You can't see it, can you? You can't touch it, can't smell it. The grace of God is spiritual. The power of God is spiritual. Everything about God is spiritual, not natural. Now, of course, we feel the effects of it in the natural and physical world. But the origin is spiritual. So when we approach the Lord, we need to approach Him with our spiritual understanding rather than our natural. And that is why Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust the Lord. With what? With all of your heart. Your heart is your spirit. And do not lean unto what? Unto your own understanding. You are in a season where you are called upon the Lord to exercise your faith. Amen? Now, the way God often works, as I have mentioned, is by bringing an end to that which was in order to give 
birth and establish something entirely new that never existed before. Well, Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 prove that. Can I read that to you? Isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And that is what I believe the Spirit of God is saying to you today, this morning. You need to forget what was. You need to forget the old. And do not remember it or try to compare with what God is doing. Why? Because the Lord says, behold, I am doing a new thing. And that's what God is doing right now. Now, he says, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? There's a question mark there. There is a possibility, if we're not spiritually minded, to miss what God is doing. The secret of success is to discern what God is doing and do it along with it. Amen? To work together with what God desires to establish. Rather than imposing our own ideas or our own agendas. Instead of hearing what God wants to do and working together with him in order to establish it. So the Lord here is asking a question. Shall you not know it? It's imperative for you at this time to be spiritually sensitive and discern what God is about to do. Because if we know what God is about to do, then we can freely work and cooperate with Him rather than resisting Him. If we're not aware of what God is doing, the danger is always there to resist what He's doing, thinking that we're doing a good thing. Amen? So being spiritually aware and sensitive is very important for this family at this time. And I believe what I just read to you, Isaiah 43, 18, it is a now word from the Lord and a promise from Him to you. You need to take these verses of Scripture and pray over them, meditate on them. Lord, what is it you are doing? I'd like to see what it is that you are doing so that I can walk with you. And I'm talking about not just in your individual lives, but in your corporate life as fellowship and as a congregation. Amen? Well, I am here this morning on the invitation of Gilbert and Lucille. I'm sure you, all of you are aware of it. They have invited me to step in and give apostolic oversight to this work, which hopefully we will be able to stabilize the situation and together with Gilbert and Lucille, who are the spiritual parents of this fellowship called LCM, Life Changing Ministries. How many of you are aware of that? that they are the ones who gave birth or established this work many years ago. 
Now, with the guidance of the Lord, we trust that we will give birth to something entirely new out of which blessing and salvation will flow into this local community. Are we together so far? Praise God. When I'm finished, I'm going to open it up for your questions because you may have questions. And I'm here to answer your questions and to put your heart at ease concerning the future of this fellowship. Now, in the meantime, during my absence, I have sent to you members of my own team. And if you have been here in the last six or seven weeks, I'm sure you have met Michael and Pastor Frank and Pastor Ken. And those are members of my own apostolic team that I work very closely with. The teachings they have given you and the ministry they provided for you primarily has to do with the foundational values of the kingdom of God. They had to do primarily with governance within the local church and how God works. They taught you about the principle and the power of submission to spiritual authority. That is a foundational value in the kingdom of God. They taught you about spiritual covering and oversight, vitally important, not just for every local church, but for every individual in the body of Christ. You need to be adequately and spiritually covered. Because the devil is looking for people who are unaccountable. They do not have a covering. They are spiritual orphans. They roam around. Yes, they are believers. But they fail to understand spiritual principles in order for them to be prospering in the kingdom of God. So they taught you about the importance of spiritual oversight or covering. How important it is for you to be covered. They taught you about fathers and sons. God is a relational God. That's why we call him father. We don't tell him, hey God. We address him as our heavenly father. Father is a relational term. Amen? Everything in the kingdom of God functions on relationships. If there is no relationship, nothing works. The Father is relational. The Son is relational. The Holy Spirit is relational. Therefore, the church, that which he births by the Spirit, ought to be relational. That's why we have fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. I have many spiritual sons. I minister to them. I invest my life into them. And you've met some of them. They are men and women of integrity. They understand the protocols of the kingdom of God. And they are blessed people. So they came to minister to you during my absence. Amen? They talked to you about how important your relationship is with the Lord Jesus. And so I have been following all of these events. Every Sunday they would send me a recorded teaching of what they taught. I would ask them what was the atmosphere in the congregation. And I have been in constant communication. Not just with my team but also with Gilbert. 
until his departure overseas. Now when he comes back, we are all waiting for him and Lucille to come back. Because as a father of this house, we need to sit down and communicate and talk about the future of this fellowship. Where are we going to go from here? What does he plan? What would my role be? What are his expectations of me and my ministry? And so when we talk, we will communicate with you the way forward. So we're asking you in the meantime to exercise patience. I know some of you have been in a hurry to get involved with ministry and, and to start serving. That's, that's wonderful. But at this point in time, I would like to encourage you to be patient. The word of the Lord is clear. When it comes to you, I've come to bring you also a prophetic word from God. And I believe Isaiah 43 verse 18 is a now word from the Lord for you. But also Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Mark those verses because they are important to you at this time. They are important to this fellowship. This is what the Lord is saying to you today as a congregation. In verse 11, Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you hope. You can't say amen if you agree. Don't go all quiet on me. Amen? Amen. God's will, God's desire, God's heart for you says He is to give you a future, a bright future, a blessed future, and to bring hope into hopeless situations. That is the word of the Lord. But right now, Life-changing ministries, you as a congregation, are in a season of preparation. And it is required from all of us who are involved in the spiritual family to, number one, pray and seek the Lord's face for divine guidance and direction so that the Lord can reveal His plan and His purpose and His wisdom to those who are appointed to lead you into that kind of future that God wants you to have. Do you understand that? So we are now in a season of waiting on God, of seeking God, of praying, of seeking His face. Amen? So... Why do I say that? Because prayer is the foundation. Before you do anything in the Christian life, we pray. We don't just jump into things. And you shouldn't jump into things. Amen? The Bible says our life is not our own. Our future is not our own. It is in God's hands. It is not in man, the Word of God says, to know His way. Your way, your future is hidden in God's heart. And if you want to know what the future holds, 
You don't have to go to some medium to tell you. You can just seek God and He will reveal to you the wonderful plans that He has in store for every one of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, Eye has not seen, ear have not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. But God reveals them to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So the Word tells me that God has already prepared wonderful things for me because I love Him. God has prepared wonderful things for this fellowship because you love God. You're born of His Spirit. So those things are hidden from our natural senses. You cannot see them physically. You cannot hear them with your physical ears. Why? Because they are in the spirit. They are in another realm. And we need the revelation of the spirit to reveal those things which are prepared for you and I. And the way God does it is by you seeking his face. Further down, I'll read to you the verse of scripture. It's in Jeremiah chapter 11. In verse 12 and 13 says, And then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, when you search for me with all of your heart. Do you see that? So in order for us to find out what God has in store for us, we need to pray. We need to seek his face both on an individual basis and as a congregation. Seek the Lord. Lord, what do you have in mind? Pray that you give your spirit of wisdom and revelation to those who are appointed to lead us and show them those wonderful things that you have prepared for this fellowship. Amen? So God has given you and me the ministry of prayer. The ministry of prayer is for every believer, whether you are born again yesterday or you have been born again for 20 years. Did you know that you are called into the ministry of prayer? Amen. We have been given a ministry of prayer. We all have that ministry. And through prayer, we minister, first of all, to the Lord. We also minister through prayer to the sinner, to the unsaved. By praying for them. We minister to one another through prayer. Amen. So it's so important. We minister to our families. As well as we are ministered to. When we communicate with God in prayer. I want to emphasize this. Because this is foundational. And this is very important. For the fellowship at this time. Now. Many believers are waiting on God or waiting on their pastors to give them some kind of ministry without really realizing that they already have a ministry from the Lord. Amen. It's through prayer I have learned through experience that it is through the ministry of prayer that every other ministry is birthed. 
Now I want to say that again. Especially to those of you who desire a ministry within the house. The ministry of prayer is what gives birth to every other ministry, both in church and outside of church. Now, if we are unfaithful in the ministry of prayer that God has called us into, why would God entrust you with any other ministry? Please tell me. Would you entrust something that is precious to you to an unfaithful person who's here today, who's gone tomorrow? Amen? No, God would not entrust us with any other further ministry if we are unfaithful in this ministry of prayer. So God calls his people to prayer. And we need to understand as members of the body of Christ that prayer is a calling from God and it's very foundational concerning anything that God is going to do in your life. You know why Christians are not growing, they're not prospering? Because they're not praying. They're not seeking God. We become too lazy, too distracted with unimportant things. Jesus said the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things. When we allow them to get inside of us, they choke the very life of God. So we get distracted. We're not praying. We're not studying the Word of God as we should. Not out of law or obligation, but out of a desire to know God intimately so that I can see where He's leading me. Amen? So God gave us the ordinance of prayer as a means of communion with Him And when he has given us that ministry, literally he gave us himself. That's what happens when we communicate with God. He imparts his life, his strength, his wisdom, his knowledge, his love in our hearts so that we are able to communicate that to those around us. That is why I believe that prayer should occupy and receive our highest attention and priority and form an indispensable part of our daily lives. Not pray when you're in a crisis. Don't just pray when you're in trouble. Most believers do that. Pray when things go well as well. And if you have nothing to ask, because prayer is not just asking, it is also praising and thanking God and having fellowship with God. So it must form an indispensable part of our daily lives. The Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. Why? Because prayer sustains our spiritual life and maintains our union with Christ. Amen? You see, Jesus, as a man on the earth, he was in constant fellowship and communication with his Father. He said, I can of myself do nothing. Do you know that Jesus never had an original thought? It was the thoughts of God that were communicated to him. He said, the Son 
only does what he sees the Father do. And he only speaks what he hears the Father speak. He was so in touch with his Father. He saw him. How did he see him? In the Spirit, in fellowship, in prayer, he saw the will of God and he acted that will. He heard through the Spirit. The same Spirit that dwelled within Jesus is the same Spirit that lives within you. Amen? Open communication. So he lived in an attitude of prayer. That is why he was so successful. And if you and I want to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, we're going to have to live in that kind of atmosphere. Amen? Congregation that does not pray, they're not going anywhere. There are no, no new things being birthed. Why? Because they're not seeking the Lord. In your life, probably you're sick and tired of where you are. You're bored every day, the same old, same old. You want something new to be birthed in your life? You've got to start seeking the Lord. Amen? Amen? Now, you're not waiting for God. God is waiting on you. He says, I've been waiting for you for such a long time. Waiting for what? You can rise up and begin to seek His face fervently, genuinely, and wholeheartedly. Jeremiah says, when you search for me with all of your heart, then you're going to find me. You're not going to only find God. You're going to find yourself. Most people don't know who they are. They only know themselves in the flesh. They don't know themselves in the spirit. Why? Because they're not praying. They're not studying the word. Hello. Listen, I'm going to say something with all the love that I can master. If you are where you are, it's because you deserve to be there. Hello. We live in a generation today that will take no responsibility for anything. I'm like this because my parents were like this. Amen? Because my childhood was not a pleasant one. And we always blame other people for where we are. Hello? Rather than facing responsibility and taking the responsibility for where we are. And say, I am where I am because... Of what I have done and the decisions I have made. Not because my parents didn't bring me up the right way. Hello. And the sooner we do that. The sooner God is able to do something with us. Amen. Praise God. You still love me? Okay. Can I go on? Hallelujah. Now. Let me give you some of the benefits of prayer. Because I want to really. Press this issue on your heart. And when you leave from here today, you're going to leave with a quality decision. And if you're not used to praying regularly, at least you're going to start from somewhere. Amen? I remember when I started praying, I was only a few days old. No one taught me about prayer. I just knew by the Spirit I had this desire to pray and talk to my Heavenly Father. So what I did is, I timed myself. I'm not suggesting you do the same. But I needed to get into the rhythm or the discipline of prayer. I had established a time every single day 
that I kept as an appointment with my Heavenly Father. It was in the afternoon. So I timed myself for 15 minutes every day. And no matter what my day was like, no matter what went on in that day, at that time, it was my time with my Heavenly Father. I would go into the prayer closet. I didn't have a prayer office there. I used one of the bedrooms. Shut the door. And it was me and God alone. That's how I grew. When problems and temptations and trials, because you will face challenges in life. I didn't have to go anywhere else. Because I learned how to communicate and pray to my Heavenly Father in secret. I would go into the prayer closet with my Bible, shut the door there, and I would pour my heart out to God. And I would talk to Him like I talk to you. And He would talk back to me through His Word. And He would give me solutions to problems. And when I needed encouragement, He was always faithful to comfort and encourage me. That's how I've learned to pray. And he longs to do the same for each and every one of you. So let me give you some of the benefits of prayer. What I've learned through the years of being faithful in the ministry of prayer. Prayer will prepare you for what God has prepared for you. I want to say that again because that's very important. If you diligently pray, the time you spend in prayer, God will use to prepare you for what he has prepared for you. You see, God doesn't just throw you into life, into situations. He never does that. I have never known God to take me into a place that he has not prepared me first. He would always show me in advance where I'm going, what I'm expected to do, as I was in prayer. Preparation is everything. So God is not going to just throw you into situations in life. He's not going to spring something up on you. The reason why people get shocked and surprised when things happen is because they have not been prepared. They have not been in prayer so that they are aware of what is to happen. Didn't the Lord Jesus say, when the Spirit comes, He will show you things to come. Did He say that? God is not a God that likes to take you by surprise. He prepares you. He shows you in advance. Before God called me into the ministry, I knew it. I knew it by the Spirit seven years before it happened. Why? Because I was in prayer. Do you see how important it is for you to pray? So when you pray, God prepares your heart, your mind, your attitude for what he has prepared for you. And believe me, it's all good. You're still out there? Can I have an amen, please? A loud one. Praise the Lord. And when Pastor Frank was preaching, there was someone who was always shouting, Amen, Amen, Amen. Where is that person today? 
prayer, another benefit, will deliver you from the limitations of your thinking. It will expand the horizon of your thinking through revelation. God will enlighten you and deliver you from the limitation of small thinking, which have kept us in prisons of weakness, unforgiveness, prejudice. You know, many people are in not just physical Spiritual prisons. The church is filled with people who are in prison to bitterness, to hatred, to gossip, to unforgiveness. All of these things are spiritual and mental prisons. And if you want to be delivered, you need to learn how to pray. So that's one of the benefits of prayer. It will deliver you from the limitations of weakness, And whatever prison holds you. Many people are in prison to fear. All their lives they fear. They fear to go outside. They fear the dark. They fear sickness. They fear death. They fear disease. Hello. Prayer is the remedy. God will deliver you from all of these prisons and limitations. I'm sharing this so that I can hopefully inspire you to begin a course of action to begin praying even if it's just a little bit every single day but you need to regularly and consistently pray so that you can form a habit they say that habits are formed every what three four weeks amen So, here is another benefit. Prayer will take us into places that nothing else will. Do you know there are places that the Spirit of God has ordained for you to walk into? Prayer will help you get into those places. It will also create for you platforms to stand upon. Perhaps to minister or to start something new in your life. It will open doors of utterance. It will give you entrance into families, into communities and even into nations. You see, prayer is not limited. You can carry a nation in your heart. I've carried the nation of Cyprus for many, many years now in my heart. That's why God keeps sending me back there. You can take on the challenge of the problems of this community called Reitava. The drug problem, the alcohol problem. You can take it on yourself and embrace this community by lifting up this community every day to God in prayer. You know that? Out of that you will see the power of God move through you and through this fellowship. So prayer opens up the door for you to go into places, minister to people, help people, and spread the love of God. Prayer will also mark the boundaries of your influence. I hope I'm not too intellectual this morning. But you know what? 
You cannot influence anyone that you are not praying for. You can't. That's why before we speak to people, we have to talk to God first. You can't have influence. You cannot go in the spirit and in the natural beyond the boundaries of your prayer. You will only go as far as you pray. That is how God works in the spirit. Amen? Prayer also strengthens our inner man. Paul says, I pray that you may be strengthened by his spirit with power through your inner man. When you pray, God strengthens you. Not physically, but spiritually. There is a strength that comes into your spirit as you pray. And he fuels our heart with passion. One of the things that is missing in the church today, worldwide, is passion. Zeal. Where is the passion for Christ? The passion to see people saved, healed, delivered. Why is it missing from our churches? It's because of prayerlessness, my brother and sister. Prayerlessness. Neglect in the field of prayer. So prayer will strengthen you will infuse passion into you and it will impart to us whatever we need for the day as well as for the people we pray for. Amen. You with me so far? Can I give you more benefits? I know you cannot retain all of that. So um, if you can provide me with the email address, I'll send you my notes. Free of charge. One other benefit, prayer will purify your heart as nothing else will. Purify our hearts and minds, resulting in us being separated from things that do not enhance our purpose in Christ. Without any real effort, if you pray naturally, you will withdraw. You will separate yourself from the things of the world. The greater our prayer life, the greater will be our separation from the world and its lusts. Amen. Amen. Too many, too much worldliness in the church today. Sometimes you can't tell the difference. Someone said, if you're convicted as a Christian, there would not be enough evidence to convict you. Think about that. As the world goes, so does the church go. Worldliness has shipped into the church to a great extent. And it dulled our senses and our discernment. Why? Root cause, number one, prayerlessness. So... When you start praying, some of your friends naturally will leave you. It will also separate you from people. 
people that are not helping you in your faith, people that are not enhancing your spiritual growth, they will separate from you or you will separate from them. And that takes place as you pray. So, God's plans and purposes for our lives, we need to understand this as I'm closing. They are birthed and released only through the womb of prayer and fellowship with God in the Spirit and in His Word. Many things, I believe, which are in the mind and in the plan of God remain unborn or have been aborted due to us not seeking the Lord in prayer. And Jeremiah tells us that. He says, I'm going to read that again. Very important verse of scripture for you at this time. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 through to 13. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then ye shall call upon me. And you shall go and pray to me. And I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Amen. Amen. There it is. It's plain. Black and white. Prayer therefore releases the birthing of God's purposes, God's thoughts and God's plans for your life. Prayer shapes the future of our walk with the Lord in our divine destiny. Did you know that my prayer life shaped my future? I am here where I am today because of the prayers I prayed many years ago, many months ago. My prayer shaped the future of my destiny. I am here where I am because of the prayers that I prayed yesteryear. You are here where you are today, either because of your prayer or lack of prayer. You see, God hears and answers prayers. Amen? And I believe the failure of every Christian endeavor is related to prayer failure. Real spiritual work is done and executed in prayer. And remember, prayer is work. It's a spiritual work. Now having said that, and having mentioned what I've mentioned to you, that everyone is called into the ministry of prayer, how many of you here today have a desire or a willingness to be commissioned into the ministry of prayer? Can I see hands? I want you to stand. Those of you who raised your hand, I want you to stand. Because we're going to do something very special today. Those who are willing. And those who desire a ministry. I know there are some here who are anxious about ministry. But before God releases you into public ministry, you have to be faithful into the private ministry. Behind the scenes. Amen. So. Are we serious now? You are standing, right? And you want to be commissioned into the ministry of prayer. 
You don't have to get together in church to pray. You do that at your house. All right? Praise the Lord. Are you ready to make that commitment? Let's raise our hands to the Lord right now. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. I have heard what you say through your servant. And this very day, on the 23rd of June, of the year 2019, I am making a quality decision. I have heard the call that you have called me to the ministry of prayer. I dedicate myself to you this day to begin my prayer journey. Lord, by the help of your spirit, I promise that I will pray that I will be regular, that I will be consistent in my prayer closet, that I will obey your instruction and go into my prayer closet and then pray to my Heavenly Father, who is in secret, and I also believe for an open reward, because you promised that you will reward the prayer warrior with an open reward. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.